My name is McKenna Powell, and I'd like to welcome you to the Malcolm Star Teacher Spotlight for our second week of release. This week, we'll have a special guest teacher to start us off before we get into our regular grade levels. Our special guest spotlight is Mr. Arnold, our high school business and computer teacher. Welcome, Mr. Arnold. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, my name is Mr. Arnold. This is the start of my ninth year of teaching here at Malcolm. Uh, I teach primarily business courses here at school uh, with a little bit of technology in there as well. Mr. Klepper and myself split those uh, responsibilities. And I also teach uh, computer to the 7th and 8th graders. And I will be uh, the head track coach this year, which I'm looking forward to. I help out with junior high cross country. Uh, the FBLA advisor, and also the assistant for the Unified Bowling Team. Have you ever been on a podcast before? I have never been on a podcast before, uh, so I'm excited for this. I have done some interviews before, uh, but nothing as official as a podcast like this. Awesome. Okay, now let's get into the questions of the week. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. First up, we have, what is your favorite joke? All right. This joke's going to require some voices. Are you prepared? Oh, yeah. What is a pirate's favorite letter? R. You'd think so, but it'd be the C. <laughs> yes, audience, you can laugh. Why did you pick this joke, Arnold? This is one of my favorite jokes because it's so simple. Um, and no matter what your answer is, if you would have said C, I could have said the letters R. Um, but most people go with R, so I've always got a response. And when you tell a joke, sometimes... It's best if they can't quite get it right the first time. Is there a specific source that you got it from? I should be able to give someone credit for this joke, but I honestly couldn't tell you where I first heard it. Um, but it's probably one of my go-to. I guess you'd call it a dad joke, probably. Nice, nice. <laughs> Up next we have, if you could remove one day from the school week, what day would it be? The day that I would remove from the school week would probably be Monday, which I would assume is probably a pretty common answer. Um, in my opinion, maybe some people might answer with a Friday, but um, I, I like Fridays and you know everyone seems to be in kind of a better mood on a Friday than maybe they are on a Monday. So it seems like the environment, your work environment, the school environment, it's just kind of more laid back and relaxed and you know, the kids might participate a little bit more on, on Fridays than, you know, sometimes they do on Mondays, so. So earlier you talked about the Sunday scaries. If you took off Monday, would that just become the Sunday scaries? Yeah, Sunday scaries. You know, Sunday afternoon rolls around and you're kind of realizing how close you are to the start of a, another week. Um, and I was thinking, you know, let's remove that Monday, but you made a good point. If we remove the Monday, then doesn't Tuesday just become the new Monday and all of a sudden, you know, you've got the Monday scaries instead of the Sunday scaries. What color do you associate with Monday? If I had to pick one color to associate with Monday, I would probably choose brown. Um, I don't really know why. I guess Mondays aren't typically people's favorite day of the week and brown isn't usually <laughs> people's favorite color either. Our last question is a little bit more serious. Are you nervous? I'm a little scared. Let's see what you got. You shouldn't be. <laughs> it is, how do you deal with days when you hit a wall? For anyone that doesn't know what a wall is, it's when you are totally exhausted from what you are doing or expected to do and you feel as though you cannot continue forward. 
So Arnold, your answer? Yeah, uh, I definitely experience this from time to time. I would say my best advice and something that works personally for me is to have a list, uh, whether that's a handwritten list or you know something you type into your phone or your computer. Having a list, I guess you'd call it like a to-do list or a checklist. Uh, for me, what that does is it takes the nervousness, the anxiety, the kind of stressful thoughts that might be, you know, kind of taking over my mind, and I'm able to take those thoughts out of my head, put them on a piece of paper, um, and that really serves two purposes for me. The first thing is, um, a lot of times I'm nervous that I'm going to forget the things that I have to do, even the important things. So if I write them down on paper, I have a very small chance uh, of forgetting to do, you know, some of those really important tasks. The second thing it does is it my mind may just be racing constantly, you know, what do I have to do? And then things pile up and they pile up and they pile up and then you get overwhelmed. If you write it down on a list, you can see right in front of you what needs to be done. Um, whether it's a long list or a short list, you have a great concept and idea of, of all the things that you should, should take care of that day. The, the final thing it kind of does for you is you can look at that list at the end of the day and even if you didn't get everything done on that list, it's a reminder of your productivity and the things that you did accomplish uh, within your day. So that's kind of what I do when I hit a wall um, personally. If you could guess, how often do you hit a wall? For me, I would say it's got to be at least a handful of times a week um, where, you know, you kind of you kind of get that chill that runs down your back as you're like, you're, you kind of get this overwhelming, even a kind of a physical feeling of, okay, I have a lot of stuff on my plate. Um, I would say that happens, you know, three, four, maybe five times a week. Personally, I make a list every single day. I've done this as, you know, since my first year of teaching. Uh, it may have been something that my cooperating teacher kind of taught me or maybe did herself, but it's been something that's really helped me out saved me some anxiety, some, some worry. Um, and so every single day I make that list. Uh, I even actually do this at home on the weekends uh, where you know the, lit, the, the items that go on that list aren't really work-related necessarily. Um, but again, it's a place where I can make sure I, I write things down, I don't forget to, to get those things taken care of, and then it's a reminder of uh, you know, the accomplishment or the things that I have achieved in that period of time. Does it get harder or easier every time you hit a wall? I would say uh, it can go both ways. Sometimes you might get frustrated because, you know, this just happened a few days ago and this just happened a few weeks ago and this just happened a few years ago. Um, but I'd say mostly it gets easier. Um, you learn the techniques and the things like a list for me that help you get past that wall um, and, and things that have worked for you in the past. And you should, you should look back on those, uh, look back on how you got through that wall, what techniques, what skills did you use, um, and then remind yourself, you've done this before, right? You've had days where your plate was so full, you felt like you're you know, paralyzed. There's nothing you could do, you couldn't go forward. You take one step at a time uh, and you work your way down that list. Um, and then just remember going forward um, that when this happens again, and it will happen again, that wall is going to present itself again. Uh, remind yourself that you've gotten through it and you, and you will get through it this time too. Do you believe you make it noticeable to others when you hit a wall? 
I try my best not to make it noticeable. Um, I'm not a person that shows my emotions that much. Like, it, it takes me a while. It takes me a lot before I really lose my cool. Um, but I do my best, you know, as a teacher, not to let that impact my job and you know what I'm what I'm there for as a teacher. Um, I would say, you know, in earlier years of my career, um, sometimes your patience may actually be stronger when you're when you're first into teaching and then as the years go on sometimes that patience can kind of break down um, and I'm reaching that point of almost a decade of teaching and I'm doing my best trying to keep my patience you know the kids I deal with every year um, are the same age as the kids I dealt with 10 years ago nine years ago um, they're going through similar things and so I got to remind myself at times um, keep my patience and you know try my best not to let it affect me or, or my job. Do you consider yourself a plug for students that need it? What do you mean by plug? A plug is something, is somebody that is a safe space for students that may need extra help in the same things that you may have already gone through. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a huge responsibility for teachers and I think uh, teachers should all be a plug. Um, and I think that they can be, be plugs in different ways. Um, all teachers, just like all students, have their own personalities and their own philosophies. Um, my personal philosophy is that as a teacher, I have two halves to my job. The first half is kind of the obvious, I'm a business educator and my job, my career responsibility is to prepare students for the real world through business um, curriculum. For my personal philosophy, the second half is um, I'm here for the students. I should be here as a support to them. I hope that they feel comfortable. Um, I do my best when I can to make small talk with, with my students, talk about things that are not school related at all, um, to, to hopefully ensure that they know that they can come to me with minor issues, serious issues. Um, I think that's a huge part as a teacher and you know that can be more rewarding at times or just as rewarding as seeing students succeed academically um, is making them feel comfortable and confident that they can they can come to you with any issues or you know they, they feel supported by you as a teacher so that's kind of my personal opinion on that very good answers anything else you would like to add well McKenna I'd like to say I'm proud of you and I look forward to uh, listening to your podcast going forward. I think it's going to turn out really, really great. Uh, the questions that you've asked remind me of, you know, professional interviews, whether you see them on TV or in sports or, you know, on the news. They ask uh, particular questions. They're prepared. And, um, you know, there's kind of a style to how you write a script for a, for a podcast. And I think you're off to a great start. Um, I look forward to seeing how far you take this. Okay, well, thank you for attending my podcast, Arnold. As of next week's podcast, we'll begin with our normal schedule of our younger classrooms. Then in two weeks, there'll be another spotlight like this one with a special guest teacher. If you have any questions about what else to expect from this podcast, you can refer to my first release. Thank you for watching this week's release of the Malcolm Star, and I hope to see you back for our next week's spotlight.